Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. I am Brian Rennick. I am joined by Zane Nakvi. Al Sacco is on assignment today. Zane, it's just the West Side connection, right? It's just it's just us two Cali boys here today. Uh, we don't have any of that Al Sacco negative New York energy uh, weighing down on a sunny California day. It's Friday, and there's this weird yellow thing in the sky that I haven't seen in California, or at least Northern California, in, in quite a bit. How you doing today, bud? It's been it's been a minute, and this West Side connection will make all the others bow down. <laughs> <laughs> when you come to our town. I so side it. note, that was one of the most underrated records of all time. That West Side Connection, that, that first record that they put out. Awesome stuff. Like I grew up on that stuff, man. Like I love yeah. that stuff. Like Ice Cube, Mac Tan, Chuck. Like that was, that was, that was good stuff. That was good music back then. And I love it's it. not, it's, they don't make them like they used to, but they man, it's, it's, a sunny, not. it's a, it's a sunny day. It's a, it's a bright day outside and the future looks bright for the 49ers, man. I mean, they're filling a lot of holes here. The free agency period, you could make an argument that they didn't suffer any huge losses. Uh, they suffered a few key departures, but nothing that's irreplaceable. And yeah. they've been able to make a few shrewd moves that could possibly pan out. A lot of low-risk, high-reward type of moves. They made a couple on both sides of the ball in the trenches that we're going to talk about today. And I think that when you're a championship-caliber team, that's that's all you really need. They don't need any needle moving moves right now at this point right they just need to be able to stem the tide of the attrition that that has happened due to them being such a good team and guys cashing out and they need to be able to make the most out of the draft picks like they've got 11 picks they're not going to use all 11 of those picks i can tell you right now they're they're yeah. either trading up or trading out to next year to get more draft capital next year because they don't have 11 spots on their roster to be filled they have far fewer yeah. than that so We'll talk about the draft when that time comes, but man, what, what are your reactions about free agency? Yeah. You know, I mean, they, obviously they did, they did make a, a needle moving move, right? They, they signed arguably well, Juwan Hardman, the, yeah. the, yeah, the best, uh, the yeah. best defensive free agent available. Uh, and again, I think everybody was caught off guard by that, but uh, the two signings that we are talking about the most recent uh, the 49ers signed uh, two guys to one year deals. Uh, they signed defensive end or edge player, Austin, Bryant from the Detroit Lions to join his former Clemson Clemson teammate 
Cleland Farrell in Santa Clara. And then they also signed uh, last year's New York Giants starting center, John Feliciano, who is coming back to the Bay after having been uh, with both, well, as I say, both New York teams, with two New York teams. He was with the Bills. Last year he was with the Giants. And both of those guys signed for one-year deals. And the Feliciano uh, deal is interesting to me because uh, the contract information came out and Feliciano's deal is is not it's it's not a big deal. It's two point, I believe it's two point two five. Yeah, two point two five million dollars, but it is fully guaranteed for him, uh, mm-hmm. which tells me at least tells me a couple of things. One, uh, that's more than Colton McKibbitz, okay, who everybody kind of assumes is going to step into that right tackle role or at, at the very least get the first shot at winning that. But to me giving that kind of money to a guy like Feliciano who can play anywhere along the interior. We know that left guard is, is locked down and that is, that's going to be, that's going to be Aaron Banks. We also know that Jake Brendel is back as, as the center. I don't think this is, I don't think this is a signing to give Brendel competition, but what I do think this is, is an opportunity or at least they I think they probably told Feliciano, look, we'll give you an opportunity to win this right guard job. And to me, the reason that they can do that is because Spencer Burford played right tackle at UTSA, right? He has a lot of experience. He played left and right tackle at UTSA. And I have to wonder if... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They are essentially saying, look, we're going to just kind of throw something against the wall and see what sticks at right tackle. That could be uh, a rookie that we draft this year in the third round, or if we, or they may move up, right? Uh, that could be McKivitz. That could be Burford. That could be uh, Jalen Moore, right? They've, they've got three or four options. And I, I really do think that this Feliciano signing, to me, points to a right tackle competition that will include Spencer Burford, and then you've got Feliciano, who has a ton of experience and can fill that Daniel Brunskill role, which is, you know, your first line of defense along the interior of the offensive line if somebody goes down, but also good enough to be your starter at one of those positions. Uh, and then, like I said, allow Burford to to at least compete for that right tackle job. What do you think? I, I like that signing because it's it is essentially to me a Daniel Brunskill replacement in terms of role. And Burford played out of position last year all year. And that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize. Obviously, him playing right guard, that was not his natural position. And he did pretty darn well for the most part. Yeah. And he he did he did platoon with Daniel Brunskill. Like they, yep. they did split snaps there, they did split time there, but in his time there, he played pretty well. And I think that for a rookie coming in that there's, there's not much more else that you can ask from for a rookie coming in playing out of position. So I think he did a, he did a fantastic job last year. And I think that again, Kyle has his guys that he, that he likes 
that are familiar with the scheme and system. And I think that what they're betting on is potentially Spencer Burford moving to right tackle and being more familiar with the scheme and letting, letting Feliciano come in and play that Bronski role and play right guard on the interior where he's used to playing and being able to have a starter quality player replace Brunskill, who is, you know, like I would say he's, he's starter quality, but he's not, he was not elite unless it was against Aaron Donald. Right. But it was, he's not an elite <laughs> interior player and the Niners clearly felt like he could be replaced. But I, I think that Feliciano is at the very least a, a, a moderate upgrade over Brunskill and that at the most a significant upgrade on the interior. So I like it. It's a very, again, a very shrewd signing. It's only a one-year deal. It's kind of, kind of a prove it sort of deal. And to that point, Brian, have you noticed that as an aside, have you noticed that there's a lot of guys signing one-year deals? And and I was reading yeah. something on Twitter where agents really aren't happy about this because they, their, their job security and their, their financial future is also tied to that too. But why do you think it is that all these guys are signing one-year deals? Is it because of the fluctuations in the cap or the, the player mobility or like what, why are guys betting on themselves so much for one year? Um, I don't know that they're betting on themselves so much as there's just not those multi-year deals out there to be had. You know, That's true. the cap the cap keeps going up, which is great. But at the same time, it feels like teams are using that to then retain the top end talent. Yeah. Right. And so it just kind of feels like there's there's not a there's not a very large middle class in the NFL, mm. right? It's like top tier really expensive guys and then i mean if you even if you look at the 49ers roster right now right there are uh 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 players that are making over 5 million or counting over 5 million dollars against the cap this year every mm-hmm. other player costs less than 5 million and that's a lot of players <laughs> that is a significant level of players. And so, you know, it just, I think, I just think that's the market right now. And I I don't, you know, I, I I can't, I can't pretend to to speak with any authority on, on contract trends or anything like that, but it, you're right. It certainly seems, and, and it started, I think with that, with that COVID year, right. Where every, that the cap went down where the, the, well, the post 2020 year, right? So 2021 Mm -hmm. where that cap went down precipitously and you know, you're talking about billionaire owners, right? And they're always going to be worried about the bottom line. And, you know, you and I had talked on Twitter about, and it has nothing to do with the 49ers, but about the A's and the giants, right? And how both of those teams were in the top five in uh, profit margin uh, for MLB last season. And, you know, I thought it was, I, I use that to clown on the A's a little bit, which I know is your first love. Um, but you were right that, you know, the Giants are doing the same thing. (laughs) I know, I know, but, but it, and if you, if you're, if they were willing or able to, to really lowball players starting in 2021, it just feels like they're continuing to do that. And I, Mm. to me, that is, that is more, bottom line than you know than than a than a trend because you know they don't have the money to spend or whatever 